at the top of any of my podcasts, whether it's a fantasy football one or my comedy one, I like to open up with a little scene from Wayne's World where they give like the five count where the guy from the network teaches them in five, five four, four, three. And then I thought, I know this is crazy, but if the Grim Reaper came up to me and said, hey, in that scene in Wayne's World, when they do the countdown from five and they end up at one, do they all stick the middle fingers up? I would have put my life on the line that it was yes. Grim Reaper right in front of me with the hammer and the sickle, I would have 100% said, oh, they absolutely gave the middle finger because they were trying to tell the people that they didn't want to do that. So their silent way of doing that was the middle finger. And I've watched it back and I'm just 100% wrong, which is why I'm very skeptical of the Mandela effect people. Do you know, you know what that is? You guys know what that is? The Mandela effect. And I know I've just kind of zoomed right into this podcast. And if you're listening to this, this is the first time in a while that I've actually done this live again. So once in a while, you may hear me addressing random people and those random people are the ones in a chat room. So if you hear me speak to kind of people in like a room and whatnot, that's because I have a chat up off to the side. Not easy to do it by yourself. I'll still, you got to be a good multitasker, something that I definitely am not. If anyone has ever hung out with me, you get my mind on one thing. You ever talk to somebody who's typing or something? Girls, great multitaskers. But even so, even so, I've talked to somebody while they were typing and the mere act of typing takes enough of a percentage of your concentration that you can't get the full listen in. So if you're asking somebody advice, just know this in the future, if you're asking for somebody for advice and they're doing something, even if they are a fantastic multitasker, just think about it. They're juggling in one hand, drinking milk in the other. They're not giving you the best possible answer that they could be giving you in the moment. How are you guys doing? Welcome. I know there are probably some new listeners this time around because as I'd mentioned in the previous few episodes of the podcast, I've been making videos, sports betting videos. Obviously, if you are a longtime listener, you know I'm a big sports guy. I've been making them for a channel called Odd Shopper and I've been doing these picks and a lot of people have been enjoying my stuff and I tried to funnel them over here to this stream after I already funneled them over to my Instagram. You guys got to see that I've bullied these people into following me on Instagram. But what do you want me to say? If you've been following me for years, I did it the diplomatic way and now it's time for the people's elbow. And it worked. It worked. I lit a fire under their proverbial asses and they all got to work and did some of that. So that was definitely good to see. How are you guys doing? And I actually know the answer to that question. You're doing all right. You want to know why? Because you've been spending most of your week living in a lingerer's paradise and Coolio, R.I.P. Please don't strike me for a copyright claim. All right, I already have the worst voice this world has ever seen. That's enough of a punishment. But I've been spending all my week living in a lingerer's paradise. And that is the week between Christmas and New Year's. Nobody has plans. Nobody does anything. It's like hitting copy and paste. You ever been on Microsoft Excel and you make a duplicate of a sheet? That's what these days are. The 26th, right-click, duplicate sheet. The 27th, right-click, duplicate sheet. The 28th, and so on and so forth. And that's where we are right now. We're in the midst of a Microsoft Excel duplicated group of sheets. That's us. I don't even know what today is because there is no, you don't have to know. You don't have to. It could be the 27th, 28th, 20th. it's the same day. 
And then you got New Year's. And I, I've I've been doing this podcast for two years now. If you can remember that far back, the first episode came out right before the new year in 2020. You guys all know what happened. My brother passed away. And coincidentally, I was already planning on starting a podcast. But the reason I named it You're Still Here, because it was half the fact that I refused to quit in this industry. And then also because it was like paying you know, a tribute to my brother, like you're still here. You can live on through some of the stories that I tell through this podcast. And, you know, Lord knows there are many more I can still tell about him and those days will come. I can assure you that in fact, you know, most of the stuff you guys get on here is 100% heavy, heavy, like Pauly Shore, like that's heavy nineties. Speaking of Pauly Shore, now this goes back to the multitasking and then change. I, I'm going to remember to come back to that. Okay. I need to go over to Pauly Shore, but I'm going to come back to the heavy stories about my brother. Anyway, I saw Pauly Shore on an Instagram video and he makes a line of hats that just say crusty on them. I just wish they looked a little bit different. They're those classic like truckerish hats that never really looked good on me. I've already told you I can't go to Nashville. I can't live in Nashville. People tell me to go to country concerts. You ever see someone like me at a Carrie Underwood concert, this big nose soprano. I don't think so. I wouldn't fit in there. Give me some cowboy boots, tight jeans. It ain't gonna work. Oh no. Oh no. Now I have to rewind this. Oh yes. The Pauly Shore hats trucker. Holy. I really went, this was inception. This was a dream in a dream in a dream. And I'm trying to work my way back to the middle, but Pauly Shore had these hats that have the word crusty on them. And if you know me, I've been using that word for decades, literally decades, and it has a multitude of meanings. You got crusty, like you're not feeling, oh, I'm a little crusty today, a little under the weather. It could be hungover. And then there are multiple levels of crusty. There's there's full crust, pure crust, slight crust. There's many subtle levels, kind of like varying degrees of disease. That's what I have with crust. And I saw that hat that he's actually selling. And I'm thinking about buying one of them because for what it's worth, although I have said it since high school, his use of crust predates me. You can even see it in like the 1994 movie Encino Man. Another great one before quality, ridiculous movies cease to be made. However, work my, working my way back, I did it, ladies and gents. I did it. I remembered my original point. I have a story that's going to be relatively, it's not heavy, but it is interesting. But because I think I have some new listeners here from Odd Shoppers, I don't want to say, oh, I got this podcast and give you a story. It's a very uplifting story. It's a very interesting story. And I will say this, if you are a skeptical individual, if you're somebody who you're, you're a skeptic, you don't believe in things a lot. And I say that because if you've listened to my pot, I have, I have something called the scam of the week. So if I have something called the scam of the week, obviously the word skepticism and me probably are on, on separate sides of the Venn diagram. However, something happened to me, um, about two weeks ago. And I really, I, I never do this because it's, it's just not, of the theme of this podcast or any of my other stuff that you see, but it is a fascinating story that makes you go, Oh, Oh, but I think I'm going to do that one next week. Cause this is the first live I've done in a while. I say, Hey guys, I'm back. Cue the organ music. There's something very fascinating that happened a couple weeks ago. And you had me and somebody else 
firsthand witnesses there to see it. And that's, if there are two people who you were like, oh yeah, they're a seeing is believing crowd. It was me and the other guy. So I'll tell you that story next week. And it kind of has to do with my brother. And it was very, very interesting. Like cue the unsolved mysteries music. So anyway, we're here. We're almost at the new year. Like I had mentioned, we're at those duplicate Excel sheet days. And I've mentioned to you guys many times. Well, first of all, new year, same you. And then secondly, don't you even think, even though you had a couple of boring days in a row, don't you think about going out on New Year's because it's one of the all-time scams. I can't call it the scam of the week because it's the scam of the United States since the beginning or since every country. Having a party on New Year's Eve, these bars, I'll just run the hurry-up offense on what I've said in the past. These bars that are usually open till 4 a.m. the night before, or if you're in a city that closes at 2 a.m., it's open till 2 a.m. the night before. Then the very next night, they get to charge tickets for quote-unquote top-shelf liquor that you have no way of verifying is top-shelf. Then because it's prepaid tickets... And people just think it's all they can drink. The only people the bartenders are serving at this full crowd are people with fistfuls of cash. Like someone, if you ever saw in Saved by the Bell, when Zach Morris would come up with an idea and then everyone ran over with fistfuls of cash because everything just works like that. I come up with an idea and a bunch of people just want to throw money at it. No. However, New Year's Eve, they give you these tickets that are supposed to be all you can drink top shelf liquor. And by top shelf, they mean bottom shelf. They just flip the shelves on New Year's Eve. And then unless you're tipping a ton, you're not going to get served. Then they kick you out at like 1245 because they can say, oh, yeah, that's when the event concludes. I mean, one night ago, the event concluded at the closing of the bar like every other single night of the year. But this night, the one year that you actually want to stay out, nah, you got to get out at 1, 115, 1215 if you're from one of the 2 a.m. cities. And on top of that, odds are if you're around the majority of this country. It's cold. Obviously, if you've watched any of the NFL games this past weekend, we had a cold front sweeping through the nation. Now imagine you get booted out of this place, this ticketed event, and what are you going to do? Oh, we got to get an Uber. How easy is that going to be on New Year's Eve? Nah, no one else is probably going to be looking for an Uber home on New Year's Eve after they're drunk and thrown out on the streets and it's a negative four degrees. Nah, you're not going to be competing with anyone. You want to talk about fair surges. It's going to be six times the price of the ticket. And they know they can get away. This is a this week is a lingerer's paradise. New Year's Eve is an Uber driver's paradise. They're making two months worth of salary. One thousand percent. Now, will somebody maybe throw up in the back of their car? Yes. But when you're talking about fare surges, it's a whole nother level on New Year's Eve. But then again, you know, the majority of people now, I've mentioned briefly in the past, 100% of people's plans are canceled now. I, I think the new plan is actually making plan. Like you, you made the plan. Yo, let's go to the Celtics game. I looked up some tickets in section 245. And then you present it, the person either flakes out, they don't respond, and then you just pretend like you went. That That's the new hanging out. You talk about the plans in a text, then you actually send like screenshots of the tickets that are available. If one person doesn't respond, they flake out. But then when you see a pic on Instagram or something like, yo, yo, remember those are the seats? That's You just pretend like you went. The planning of the event is the actual new hangout. So maybe, maybe I'm just 
saying these things into the middle of the woods. Maybe nobody even does go out because this is a weird TikTok world where one person's going to go live on one channel and one's going to go live on another channel. And that's the new New Year's hangout, hanging out on multiple TikTok channels and crossing streams, which the Ghostbusters would say never to do. And then that's your new New Year's Eve. So maybe they are doing that. Can't say I agree (laughs) with that much either. But you know what I started doing with my friends? Because they also agree. Like, oh yeah, everybody cancels. I'm talking about people who never used to cancel before canceling was just accepted for everything. If someone said, yo, I'm coming to your birthday, they just came to your birthday. And if they didn't come, a lot of people would be like, that was was a pretty big scumbag move of you not to go. But now, oh no, you just pretend. You know what you do? You pull the scam I told you about a couple weeks ago. You leave your phone on do not disturb mode, even though you check it 78 times a day. And then you get to me, oh, I, I, I was on do not disturb. I didn't see it. I would have came. I forgot. But clear, look, do not disturb. People use that scam to get out of the actual hangout. But now nobody hangs out. So what me and my friends do, we place prices right style bets on when somebody's going to cancel. I mean, sometimes they just won't get you. You get the full ghost treatment. However, if this is somebody who's going to have to deal with you again in some way, shape, or form, you're going to get some sort of response. So what we do is we do prices Right style bids on the exact time. So if you and somebody are scheduled to go see the Avatar 2, we're going to place timed bets on the exact time that people cancel. Like, oh, I'm going to go 5.13. No, no, that's right after work. They're going to they're gonna do it right before the scumbag threshold. If the movie's at 8, I think you're going to get right around 6.12. And then everybody places prices, right? Bids on when somebody's going to cancel because it is a foregone conclusion. I, it's one of the many stats that I want. When I pass away, It's been theorized by a grand total of nobody, just me and my friends, that you're allowed to access the stats after you pass away. I heard a few people reference this, but in all honesty, one of my friends has said this since we were in high school. He said, I want to know, he always used the example, I want to know how many hours I spent shitting. And then his second request, and look, I, the only reason I remember this is because I got some twisted friends. If I, if I said this, I would look down the pipe and say it, but he's hell bent on knowing if there's any girl who thought about him while making herself feel great. You get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He wants to know if he was in a girl's spank bank. And if you don't know what that term is, you got a lot of Googling to do today my friends. But that was one of his requests. One of the stats (laughs) that I want to know, I want to know the shift in percentages. I want to know pre-social media, post-social media, what was the cancellation percentage? I want to know the cancellation percentage, pre-social media, post-social media. So we're looking at that area I really want to call it 2012. You can go all the way back to 04 with Facebook, but I want to say pre post, maybe let's go in between a little somewhere. How about 2010? I want to know how often cancellations, the percentages have changed. Like many things, I want to see the shifts, what social media did. It's theorized what it's done to people, depression and this, that, and the other, whether it's good or it's one step forward, three steps back. But I want to know, and I will guarantee you, I think 
I think the cancellation numbers, they're going to run parallel to those depression numbers. So it's going to be 2023. New year. Yes, yes, yes. Same you. I'll retouch on something that I've probably told you before. If you were going to start a New Year's resolution, you would have started it beforehand. And even if it was going to be around New Year's, you wouldn't put it off for half a week and then say, no, I'm going to start the diet. Uh, I'm going to start the diet on New Year's. But then you go out on New Year's Eve and you're drinking all night. So now it's rolled past New Year's. So then you go, no, no. Uh, after you're eating bagels the next day hungover. No, no, it's going to be the first Monday. after. How many first Monday after New Year's diet resolutions have made it even three weeks. Talk about percentages. There's a bunch of people here from the Odd Shopper channel, the ones who followed me with my sports betting picks. Yeah, you know those percentages I show you? The percentage of people who stick with their diet New Year's resolution, who already gave in by starting the first Monday after New Year's, you're looking at a 98% bet. That's Kansas City Chiefs money line against the Houston Texans. Also, With New Year's resolutions, is there more of a chalk New Year's resolution than losing weight and getting in shape? How unoriginal do you have to be to be like, all right, well, what's your New Year's resolution? Oh, I'm going to get in better shape. Are you kidding? You went with the MacBook Pro of New Year's resolutions? Are you kidding me? Who's your favorite actor? Tom Hanks. That's what you went with for your New Year's resolution. Come up with something interesting because we know you're not going to meet something that actually requires that much dedication. Come up with something weird that maybe you can do. And then maybe even people will be like, why did he do that? Well, Andy, what's your New Year's resolution? I'm going to learn how to drive with my left foot. Yeah. All these years. Righty. I'm going lefty this year. That's my New Year's resolution. And who's going to be disappointed if you don't come through with it? You got one. Oh, well. However, the reason I bring that up is my uncle, who drives a truck uh, for his job, (laughs) he learned how to drive lefty years ago. And the reason is so he can put his foot on the rest. So, like, he has a rest in the middle. So he wants to leave his foot up there. Yeah, he's one of those gangster lean drivers. And then he drives with his left foot. So... Not because he's a lefty, simply so that every single day he can leave that right foot rested on the mini stand right there in the truck. I got to give him some credit on that one. Absolutely. But closing out New Year's resolutions, I always want to call attention to something I heard Bill Burr say on his podcast like five years ago. So full credit to old Billy on this one, like he's listening. But he said around the beginning of December, he goes, oh, the year's almost over. You guys trying to run the hurry up offense on having a good year? And I thought that concept is so funny. Running the two minute drill, the New Year's two minute drill of fixing your year. So, you know, imagine having a bad 11 months, but then having a great December to clean it all up. What do you guys think, as you're not able to answer this question, what do you guys think is the appropriate? How late in the year can you still? salvage your year like if it was a football game you know what i'm saying when is too late december that's too late you you can't have one good month and now that nullifies the whole year of mediocrity what do you think it is i think if you i think it goes in quarters you have a good fourth quarter you you nail that october november december i think you can chalk it up as a good year but i always thought that was running the two minute drill 
on a good year. Have you guys seen, because obviously I could still use an assistant, not just with the multitasking, and you know who I might need? Like an AI assistant. Have you seen this chat GPT thing? It started to circulate a little bit, but my thought has always been if you guys are listening to this podcast, you're kind of an old school person who, when I tried to explain what Snap Maps were and what Snapchat was and all the weaponized features on there, you guys were like, you know, an ape scratching your head. So chat GPT is an AI interface that allows you to message it and you can have, you can be extremely conversational with it and it can do more than just give you like pre-programmed answers. It's not like, Oh, uh, Hey Alexa, who is the eighth president of the United States? Oh, Hey Siri, how do I get to blah, blah, blah. You can literally ask it, Hey, I need a five sentence story to bullshit before somebody comes back here. What could I say I was doing between one o'clock and five o'clock? However, I tried doing something like that, but they refused to do anything. That's like questionable behavior. I remember I said, what can I say to somebody who, and they go, Andy, it is not proper to manipulate people in situations. I was like, oh, shut up. I go, I go, you think I don't know the type of person who programmed this? You think I don't know who's behind these fake words right now? And I know eventually this is going to make its way back to someone to review. Just know, I know who you are. I was getting in a huge argument and you could say it's AI, but I know who's ultimately behind it. I know they have those keywords that once they come in, it flags the system and then it gets manually reviewed. Don't think I don't know about those manual reviews. I live for a good manual review. And if anyone has weird answers to give the system that's going to flag the manual review, it's old Crick Kringle over here. (laughs) But it is worth checking out if you are somebody who spends any time on the computer at all, or if somebody who has writer's block or ideas block or anything like that, chat GPT is pretty wild. So I was talking about chat GPT. Supposedly it's good for people with writer's block. It could actually come up with stories and create, which is pretty wild by the way, but I was never threatened. And it's the reason I'm not threatened by AI at all, at all, at all. All, all caps, because there ain't an AI bot out there that could have a haunted mind like me. I've said this on many occasions. If you being John Malkovich to me and you stepped right into my mind and walked around, it looks like the opening sequence from Tales from the Crypt. And once again, that may not be something that you know. Google it. They got it in HD. You can see what that opening is like, but you open the front door. You're going down windy web staircases. There's coffins. There's crazy things. That's what the inside of my mind works. And go ahead. You think these programmers, these PC San Francisco programmers are going to be able to come up with what's up here? I once compared a cardboard cutout of Kevin Bacon to a girl taking selfies. I said the Kevin Bacon cardboard cutout has a higher variety in facial expressions than your average selfie taker. Go ahead, chat API. Wait, what was the name again? uh, What was it again? Uh Uh-oh. It was chat GPT, not API. Chat GPT, go ahead. Come up with your own Kevin Bacon. And now I'm tempted to say, hey, chat GPT, compare Kevin Bacon to people who take selfies. Do you imagine they come up with a pretty good answer? Then I'm going to start worrying. They come up with a good bacon versus selfie analogy? Then I don't know. My spot that I don't even have may no longer be secure.
I don't even think that I asked how you guys are doing, but I hope you guys are doing relatively well. Hope the month of December has been treating you all right. I'd mentioned before, it's like a tundra across the country. If you saw any of the outdoor games in the NFL, Saturday and Sunday, you're talking about four degrees. The ground looked disgusting. The ground looked, even though it wasn't snowing, like it had permafrost on it. And that's actually the wrong use of permafrost. Permafrost is just, anyway, it looked like it had just a haze of snow around it. And you looked in the audience, you saw a bunch of red faces like Tom Coughlin in that game versus Green Bay. It was gross. And you ever check the temperature and it shows you 15 degrees feels like two. How the hell do they assess that? How the hell, what, what is the baseline for any of those feels like? Feels like is a generic call. Like, oh, oh, it feels like it's, it's ice out here. You need to compare that to something. And why, if that's the case, why does it always feel like two if it's 15? How come it's never 15 and feel like 38? It has to be able to go both ways. I don't believe that whole feels like. You know what I think it is? A scam. It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. So this was all a scam, huh? But that ain't the scam of the week. I got a new scam of the week. And typically, my scams of the week are unique to me. They are things that I've told you about that I've concocted in my head, whether I was exposing a scam or giving you a good scam to try to do things like hopping on those JetBlue flights without without paying for the carry-on because they never checked the carry-on. I give you my own ones that I come up with. However, with the rise of TikTok, you're getting a lot of accounts putting other scams out there. So once again, I have to actually defer this credit to a random TikToker. I've always told you, I don't know who to say because I don't try to grow too much on TikTok because I still can't name you three TikTokers. And as long as that's the case, the story never ended. I started on TikTok and then I sold out Madison Square Garden. And until that's the case, you ain't going to see me funneling all my stuff out there. Maybe it will be. Maybe there will be. But I still throw it a click here and there. And what I saw, this girl was explaining how you can use the new notes feature on Instagram. And for you older folk out there, all you kind folks on Odd Shopper who said you created Instagram accounts just to follow me so that you could do me that favor and get my number to 10,000 to unlock all the features. So, uh-oh, uh-oh, did it happen again? Uh-oh, I need to step backwards. I need that chat GPT assistant. What the hell was I just talking about? Oh, the scam of the week. Yes, the using the notes in your Instagram account. It's like an, a new away message. To, to send messages to people who you're interested in, but they don't know that they're the only person actually seeing them. The, the scam was suggesting make your note about something that the other person is like into. So you guys know me, I'm a huge Islander fan. So it would be the equivalent of a girl wanting to hang out with me, seeing that I've uploaded all these Islander things and then making her note and then she would have to add me to her close friends list, maybe just for the day so that I would see it. She would add, can't wait to go to the Islander game tonight. You're baiting a response from the person you're interested in by doing a community note that is going to catch that person's attention because it's near and dear to their heart. If they're a dog lover, they're a dog, something like that. Oh, I'm going to the 
Westminster Talk Show. You know what I'm saying? Something that will catch that person's attention. And that's the scam of the week brought to you from a generic TikToker who I'll never know the name of because they simply haven't separated themselves from the pack. So that's the scam of the week. Using the community notes to snake your way in with somebody who you may or may not be interested in. But then again, I've told you since day one, my DM for a long time, it was the most cobweb-ridden DM there ever was. Do you know how many hot girls have reached out to me, double tap my story? You ready? You ready? You ready? What was your prices right bid? Oh, you went to the, whoever said $1, even you're wrong. It's $0. My price is right bid for hot girls who hit me up on the DM, $0. However, my DM is actually chock full of responses now. And I can't complain because I told everybody who was watching my videos on Odd Shopper to follow me over to my Instagram account. I said, follow me on there, do me that favor. So then a bunch of them were on there. And now I, I get 50 DMs asking hockey advice on a nightly basis. And while I tried to answer them in the beginning, just do the math. If you're getting 50 DMs and it takes three minutes to have a convo, I don't have 150 minutes to just talk about, oh yeah, the wild second line. I don't really think they're going to be producing on the road tonight. So what I had to do, fortunately slash unfortunately, and don't think I'm going to apologize for this. I had to create a Patreon where I can just snap, throw out tickets. If I see something, say something, well, I'll see something. Oh, that goalie's not starting. And I created a Patreon. The same Patreon I've asked the comedy fans to contribute to in the past. And some of them have. I'm very appreciative of that. Always was. I use that to pay for the domain names for this podcast, the other podcast, any sort of equipment like the camera that hopefully is still working as I'm talking into this right now. And a couple people have come over to the Patreon. So if you are somebody from the Odd Chopper channel and you came over here and you want those extra things that weren't in the video because I figured it out after the video was already posted, you subscribe to my Patreon. I put the pics on there early. If you're a part of the comedy podcast right now, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Hey, listen, you've been here for years. I've been here for years. I got news for you, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. Do you want to know who's a big contributor? People who like to gamble, people who like to laugh, not the biggest contributors, but I understand. I understand. Hey, look, you know, different horses for different courses, but then again, I'm putting laughs in your brain. I'm putting dollars in their pockets. One might understand why they would rather contribute. I'll end it with this. I was talking about uh, chat GPT, right? You need a story, it will give you a story. If you say, hey, I need something to text the girl. I got nothing. What do you got? They're going to give you something. Well, I asked ChatGPT, what's an idea that would absolutely kill it on Shark Tank? What's a million-dollar idea? And it gave me something that wasn't a million-dollar idea. But I have news for you. I have a $1 million idea for Shark Tank. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. If you're from the Odd Shopper channel and you came here because you're like, you know what, this kid's made me some money. Maybe there'll be some little tips about how to make some extra on this podcast. That's why I'm here. Not just for the last, I really can use some extra money. Well, I can make you a millionaire right now. And I'm not joking. Same thing with any of the rest of you on the comedy podcast. It's going to take time and you're going to have to put in some time and effort, something that I clearly am unwilling to do for this particular invention. 
Have you guys ever ordered food? I would imagine you have. Has it ever arrived? I would imagine it has. Has it ever been absolutely soggy and you've been disgusted like it's dripping sweat out of itself? You absolutely have. We need the invention and whoever comes out with it is not just going to be a millionaire. We're talking billions. They'll be buying Twitter after Elon sells it the next time. Some sort of device, some sort of packaging, some sort of container, some sort of roaster that delivery drivers can use to keep things like fries crispy. A crispy device. Whoever comes up with that, I want you to bring it onto Shark Tank and then laugh as you decline all of their offers because that's a can't miss. You don't need $1 of investment because as soon as you get that thing, people are going to be lined up. How many soggy fries have you eaten? That's the real, that's the killer. The burger survives the trip. It's like a trip across the Atlantic with Columbus. Some people probably, they didn't survive. The fries didn't. And we need something to get the fries through. And whoever comes up with that, I can assure you, that's millions upon millions in your pocket. Are you a science guy? Are you an engineer? Is there one in one? Well, link up and figure this shit out because I want some crispy fries as I'm watching some hockey games and football games. All right, everybody. Thank you for coming back. I'm actually relatively pleased at how this turned out, unless the stream sucked and there was broadcasting connection issues, but it doesn't matter because I am recording this off to the side and I bet you the audio version is relatively entertaining. All right. I will be back with you guys. This is what I'm doing now. I understand. I tell you every week at right around the 10 day mark. So what you should probably do, and this isn't a clickbait trick. It depends on how busy my schedule is with my other two jobs. I want to do it every single week, but now I also realized you had a couple extra days on that. It's Mentos. It's fresh. You got a nice chunk of material and you can just chop through it the way we did today. So I'm looking for like every 10 days, something like that, 10 days to two weeks. And what can you do to know that one's coming out? You subscribe to the channel and you get those notifications. Like on YouTube, you can click notifications on other platforms. Like if you're listening to this on Google podcast, Amazon music, or Spotify, click subscribe and then I'm sure there's notifications for when a new episode comes out because there is not a set schedule. I would love set schedules. I always wanted to put this out on rusty Wednesdays, rusty, crusty with Paulie Shore's hat Wednesdays because everyone needs a little chuckle on hump day. All right, everybody, take it easy. I will be back with you next time. See you.